It's going well. How are you? Great. Just uh, getting my day started. <laughs> oh, lucky you. Mine's almost over. Yeah. How was your day, by the way? Um, it's it's good. We're actually starting to become more busy. Um, work is picking up. Shows are happening. Um, so I have to say it's going better. Yeah, I know. That, I hope COVID didn't put a total dent, you know, in your business. Um, this last year, uh, starting March 14th, it put a huge dent in our business, being that I'm in the live event business. Um, we had over $250,000 worth of cancellations the month of April. And I had to refund over $150,000 worth of money that had already been paid. So, and then I had yeah. to let go of my two employees uh, until about, let me see, when did the girls come back to work? They came back to work uh, August 1st. So from March to August, it was um, barely any jobs. We were an agency that was doing probably between 30 to 60 gigs a weekend. And we're currently doing maybe 10 to 15. So yeah, big COVID has really put a damper in everything, man. <laughs> Awful. Yeah, I'm. I feel like it's been. Uh, it, it's had its. Uh, this year has had its ups and downs, but I, you know, I, I try to find the silver lining, and you know, in everything, you know. <laughs> I, you know, I think the positive side to um, what is happening now is it's shaking out the weak businesses. Um, Definitely. The, the, the strong businesses that planned for, you know, uh, you know, bad, bad things to happen. I, I don't know. I, I've always I've been in business for a long time and I knew it was an election year and election year business is always a little bit off, you know, and I told a lot of my performers at the end of last year, I'm like, y'all save some money. I, I, it's an election year. Things are going to go crazy. Oh my God! I did not predict that things were going to go this crazy. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's definitely a lot, uh, man. But you know, I'm hoping that uh, you, you know next year is a ten time turnaround. Everything will be back to normal. Um, maybe. You know, um, it's but it, until we have like a full treatment or a or scene and a change in um, maybe you know once it's been around in the, in our environment for longer, it'll no longer be a novel a new a new virus. We'll have some immunity to it. You know, it'll just yeah. go into the category of other flus and you know bird flu, whatever other you know viruses we have come every year. So. Yeah, but I, I find it funny how uh, during election year, there's always a new virus. Or you a know, new something, I'll, you know, something you else know, is going to kill us if we don't vote for that side. You know, I feel like uh, as soon as the election is over, maybe November, maybe uh, February, the reptilians will let us, you know, walk <laughs> out mask again, hopefully. <laughs> I can, we can only hope, right? I, I'm right there with you. 
Yeah. So what made you name your business uh, B3? We are B3 Entertainment because it's Brooks, Brooks, and Brooks. It's myself, my husband, and my son. So it was oh, nice. And, and um, I, I figured it was easy to write on a check, easy to remember. Um, and we we started the business. We had been working for other people, um, and I had a business partner in a previous uh, venture. And we weren't, it wasn't working out. So my husband and I sat down and we said, well, we're going to put this company together. We put it together in three days, 12 years ago, over leap year weekend in February. So we launched the company on February 29th, 12 years ago, 2008. And uh, this last February, we just celebrated our third anniversary of our 12th year. So we did 1,600 events last year. This year, probably wow. maybe, you know, we might do, you know, 800 probably. I mean, Christmas is picking up. Santa Claus bookings are happening. Um, my guys, I have probably 16, 17 real bearded Santa Clauses on my roster. And we're all, we're, we're taking dates. So, you know, we're moving the events around. More stuff's going to happen outside. But that I digress. You asked me about the name of my company and I just kept going. <laughs> No, no, that's what I like. That's what I like. And uh, yeah, I was about to mention, you know, Santa Claus. Like, how cool is that? You know, I've always wanted to. I always said when I uh, have uh, kids or at least a dog, each, each Christmas, I'm a, you know, hire a Santa Claus to like come over. You know what I mean? You know, and we, we, I started, that was like one of the things we started with when the agency 12 years ago, we wanted to do different stuff. We didn't want to do the same old, same old that every other agency does. Every agency books bands, books DJs. Yeah, boring. I wanted to book interesting stuff. So I book holiday, I book Santa Claus, I book elves. I have real four foot tall elves on my roster. I've got reindeer. I've got, you know, jugglers and, and balloon artists and face painters won't be working this year. But, you know, we have the full service event entertainment for holiday. And that's that's unusual. Not every agency does that. Yeah, that's nice, though. That's cool, because like uh, other than last year, I didn't even know people were like hiring Santas. Like I didn't know that was a thing. You know, you know and, but, and people, that, you know, we with our agency, we we people will call me. Well, I have a really crazy request. I'm like, I've made a living off crazy requests. So we like, we are an, an unusual agency where you can call me for a contortionist, an athletic pole dancer, or or a monkey. You know, we also are the biggest agency that represents exotic animals, working animals. So we've had animals on the Real Housewives. We've had animals on the Queen of the South. We've had animals on Dude Perfect, which is big with the YouTube kids. We've done five episodes yeah. of Dude Perfect. So the animals are really actually working more than my humans right now. <laughs> yeah. Now, I've always wanted a squirrel monkey. How do I get one of those? Um, they're actually uh, one of the ladies on my roster. She um, breeds them. She has a beautiful facility in East Texas where you can go and visit and buy one from her. 
They're beautiful. Oh wow! You, 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 you're you're gonna yeah, you're gonna have to hook me up. How much do they range? Because I know you know they can those be animals. Um, if you want to own one personally, they're probably between five and eight thousand dollars for the animal. But then uh, you showing the animals is different. Like the the people on my on our roster, they actually have licenses to bring them and bring them out into uh, the public. If you own an animal like that and you keep it in your house. You can't actually bring it out in public. Yeah. And and I've heard the laws ever since Justin Bieber had one, the laws has been getting pretty stricter on them. I, I didn't even think they were legal anymore because in, in some uh, cities, yeah. And so like in Plano, Texas, here in Plano, we can't even um, do a children's show in the city of Plano with the monkeys. None of the exotics yeah. are allowed in the city of Plano. But then other cities around the Metroplex have no problem with it. We do educational shows everywhere. So we have to have the people care about the animals and see and touch the animals for the save them in their natural habitat. Yeah, I just picture walking into your house and you have like a bunch of animals, exotic animals running around and like, you know, (laughs) actually, when you walk into our office, because my uh, we have we own four houses on the same street because we also do Airbnb properties. Uh, Mm -hmm. Offices in it's actually full of costumes and employees. I have a salespeople. I have a, a web girl working right now, and then there's racks of costumes. We do have emotional support chickens out back, but um, we don't actually have any of the animals here. They all live on farms around the Metroplex because the licensing to be able to have them, you can't really have them in a lot of cities. You have to live out out in the outskirts of town. Yeah. Now, what do your business do for the uh community besides the obvious you know making kids dreams come true uh, what does your how does your business help your community well we we do have several charities that we work with um directly and we provide our entertainment for free for the samaritan Inn up in mckinney that's one of our projects that we work with on a yearly basis mm-hmm. um, we either donate money or, or or entertainment time to that facility um, and make a wish foundation we get a lot of requests from make a wish so when we can help that that foundation we do nice now what's your mission statement um to be enlightened, be inspired, and be entertained. We feel that our entertainment can be uh, can be educational. It can um, bring you to new levels of understanding, and it can also just enlighten your life. You know, entertainment is is important. Yeah, our our industry is important. Yeah, despite what the government means, we are you know we are essential. You know. Despite what the we are essential employees, we we are essential, and and we and bringing joy and smiles is what we um we 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 pretty much live for that. That's that's our whole the reason why we we deal with the craziness of live events because it's a hard it's a hard industry to work in, but we love it because the end result is the reviews. Some of the reviews and and the way we make people feel is awesome. Nice, now. How do you advertise your business? How do you get the word out? Um, you know, that that 
we've we've done through building a reputation. Both my husband and I started in in the business loading events, working as grunts, hanging drapery, throwing linens, uh, helping catering companies, uh, and working the whole aspect of the event. And then realized years ago that we really honed in on the entertainment portion. About 18 years ago, he decided to walk, uh, do stilt walking. And he's currently the nine foot tall cowboy at the Gaylord Texan. He's been there for 18 years. Mm-hmm. Almost, I mean, the pictures of him with kids when they're little babies or him holding them and then them coming back as teenagers is precious. So um, we've, he's done that job for, for a long time. And, and we just built from there. It's, it's really, you know, word of mouth, the internet, you know, for a while, that was a, a big source, um, you know, yeah. Google searches. And then, you know, some Facebook, you know, we, we make sure our social media is active, but really a, um, a lot of our big jobs come off referrals. Yeah. And like seeing those little kids eyes light up, that's what you're doing for like, the, that's, that's oh, all the time, yeah. right there. Yes, but it also, you know, we also have to work for for the for the fee, you know, for money because we all have to, you know, the, the costumes that well, that well, everyone wears are expensive. Yeah, well, of course, that too. You know, <laughs> that helps. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to make it all fun and games because it's also very serious. A lot of my people, you know, um, even through the whole pandemic and the shutdown time my aerialists had to continue to work and, and train and keep their bodies mm-hmm. in shape. You now, know? to who do so, you owe your success and who are some of your role models who helped you besides your husband, of course, throughout this whole like journey? Right. Well, you know, having, having, we're definitely been a, been a team through this, but yet I've leaned on um, other women in my industry um, uh, women that were in it longer than me and before me that took me under their wing and gave me great advice. Um, other older prof- event professionals, my favorite one, uh, Howard Eckhart, he passed away a few years back, but he gave, gave us the best advice I ever got was uh, there's two kinds of people, the one that kills sheep and the one that shear sheep. Don't don't kill every job. Shear sheep, <laughs> and that meant to just trim a little bit off, take your cut, but still still make sure it lives, you know. And I thought that was some of the best advice he ever gave me about don't be greedy, don't don't just work hard and take your cut that you just you know that's your part, and keep you know make sure your business is good. And that's that's what we've done. Um, for our own success, though, I, I, you know, I don't want to pull a Snoop Dogg, but I, I thank myself for that. Um, I, I, you know, hard as, as a female president of a company that manages lots of people, um, it's had to come from from working hard and being true to myself uh, to get our company going. My husband is a great, I mean, he's the, the best team member. So the two of us together have really um, made for the success. But that's also because we work hard with working with people and being understanding and and not getting, you know, a diva attitude and, you know, uh, working with others to to create success for the team. Because my office and my, my entertainers and, and the, even the animals, we're all a team working together to 
create a living for all of us. So, you know, the leader as the leader at the top, I have to keep it together and uh, keep everybody moving in the same direction. Nice. What advice would you give somebody trying to do what you're trying to do? If they wanted to start their own business, what would you tell them? Right. No, it, that would that would be exciting to see other people living there because I feel like I'm living the dream. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I do. I walk. I have a house across the street from my office, so my commute is a walk across the street <laughs> to get into my office. I I I get to watch entertainment videos for my you know for my job. I get to meet the most interesting, talented people in the world for my job. So it's it's live it's working hard towards the goal. So if if you find an area that excites you and that's where you want to that's where you eventually want to be or you see someone that I want to be that person someday. You have to start at the bottom. Nobody got there, you know, to be president of their company right off. You have to learn from digging the ditches. You got to be in the trenches. You got to work your way up through any sort of business to get to the top. So there's no shortcuts. You got to do the, you know, if you don't do the hard work at the bottom, then you won't be able to empathize with that employee or that person that is doing the job when you're in charge of them. Yeah. So you can't, you can't skip steps. You got to start at the bottom and you got to work your way up and you got to do the dirty work and stay focused. It can't always, you know, sometimes it can't be about the money all the time either. You know, it's got to be about the goal and the dream and the passion. And I, you know, the old saying of, you know, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And it's true. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Do you mind if I like after the interview, if I, bring some of my friends to you because I feel like you could really give them I have a lot of friends that are like trying to start their own businesses and I feel like you could really give them like some great advice hey you know and I and I do I love sharing I love sharing from my heart my my you know because I've if you ever heard the whole life story I've, I've been places and worked hard to you know been through different um you know originally when I was a out of college, I was going thinking I was going to work for lawyers my whole life. I was in a paralegal and working there and to take opportunities and change with your life as you grow older. As I reach to 55 next month, you know, I go reflect back on all the things I did to get to this point. And you just have to, you know, be able to take opportunities and um, be smart, make good decisions because you stack those good decisions on top of one another for success. Nice. Nice. Now, um, a lot of people that are entrepreneurs, they read a lot of self-help books. So what's your favorite, like, think and grow rich book, I should say? Oh, you know, and I, I guess I'm not one of those people. I, you know, I don't have time to read a lot. I've, you know, been raising a, uh, I've got a 15 year old son. I've been raising a son and running a business. Actually, we run two businesses. We have the agency and then we have the Airbnb, I have two other properties that I'm, we manage there. Um, so I, I, I guess I, you know, I read what comes across maybe on social media and short stories of, you know, help. I'm more into, you know, not necessarily business stuff, but I read more for my own physical health because, you know, this working, when you working hard, you have to have stand, stamina, you got to be strong. And so I look, I read more for health than I do for business. The business comes from my gut. Yeah. 
I just I just follow my my instinct. Now a lot of people when they uh startup businesses they you know fall flat so did you have any businesses before this uh that fell flat and what made yes. you want to and even start a company like this because i really like it i didn't realize how unique you were but uh <laughs> yeah so um how many businesses failed before this one started to succeed and um that other question that I asked you. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And by the way, yeah, I'd be happy to talk to a few uh, gals, not a whole bunch, but I, <laughs> you know, you can contact me through social media. I, I will tend to, you know, give it, you know, yeah. talk to people through direct message and stuff. Um, as for failing, I, um, yeah, my first run at an entertainment agency with a business partner failed uh, because I was working with another a friend, you know, when you go into business with friends, I, I, it doesn't always work. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you have strong contracts and paperwork. Um, and, and it, and it didn't work. It, it, it got to the point where I was selling the jobs and producing the jobs and, and flying around and doing everything. And I was fit, splitting it 50, 50 with a person that sat in an office and counted the money. I'm like, wait a minute. I sold the job. <laughs> I produced the job. <laughs> and, and I was gone to my family for three days because I was on site. And how did you get half the money and you didn't leave your office? You know, those kinds of things. And it did, that didn't work out working with a business partner um, without proper uh, contracts and things that didn't work out. Yeah. Um, that's why we we split um, and that I turned to my husband and said the only person I can trust is you and we went from there and built built the business together but definitely having um, descript uh, roles in our business as I'm the lead salesperson and president I'm I'm sales and he is definitely the CFO he handles making sure that we spend our money properly we manage the money properly because that's also, I mean, people can, you can make a bunch of money, but if you don't manage it properly and make good decisions with the capital that you do have, what's the point? Exactly. Exactly. Now, how did you get the money to start the business? Did you take out a business loan? How did you do that? No, actually, the um, we already because my in, my husband was an entertainer. Mm-hmm. Um, it took us about twelve hundred dollars to get the DBA done, bank account set up, website set up. We did it in probably like seventy two hours. We did it over a weekend, sitting in the office together, and him putting up a website. And uh, it started. The phone started to ring. I said, "Just make the phone ring. I can sell the gigs." So we we basically started with twelve hundred bucks, and from there we we saved every penny we made. And, uh, I scored a few big gigs the first year. I worked with um, Sinbad and the Legends of Surf. So I did two really big jobs the first year we were in business, and those commissions really kind of put us over the top. But that was. Um, I would say it wasn't luck or anything. It was my, I mentioned earlier in the interview, Howard, Howard Eckhart got us on this job working with uh, the Frito-Lay Corporation. And it was the Doolin Awards where they would uh, 
do an event for all their workers, their factory workers, which is a really neat event. And I don't know why Frito-Lay doesn't like put it out there more that they do such great things for their factory workers. So if, if your factory won the award that year, you got a full weekend at a great hotel and a dinner party. And it was, you know, really, really neat, fun event. And, uh, so that first year when we worked with Sinbad and the Legends of Surf, we, we made such good money that we, we were able to invest that and continue working. So it was um, a lo- connections, networking, knowing the right people that will help you and give you a hand up. Because sometimes sometimes all you need is that introduction. Yeah. You know, if, you're, if you can do the work from there, all somebody has to do is, oh, this is so-and-so. They do that kind of work. Oh, really? And you never know what kind of conversations. Exactly. Yeah. Word of mouth is actually the best advertisement possible. You know? Yeah. I can't believe you said you were in your fifties. You must, you, you look way younger than that. <laughs> no, sir. I, and I get, I get that. Uh, it's a little long hair. My hair is about to my waist, I guess. I've long, you know, really long natural hair. I take good care of myself. Um, I'm ethnically kind of a little bit mixed of, you know, so I have good yeah. skin. Um, you, you know what I mean? I have, I have, all, I'm from, I have a little bit of Indian, a little bit Irish, a little bit English, well, 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 a little Polish. Well, well, you know, the, the melanin helps. <laughs> yes. Yes. The melanin definitely, definitely helps. And that's, you know, I get mistaken in from pictures all the time that really you're that old. And I'm like, well, Maybe it also may have helped having a child at 39. I was almost 40 years old when I had my first yeah, child. I, yeah, I hear having and, kids in uh, the 30s makes you look youthful for some reason. I don't know. And, and I think it's, it's the human growth hormone, I feel, that when you get pregnant, that the baby generates through your whole body. I think it, I think it repairs damage. I mean, yeah. I feel great. I just got uh, certified to scuba dive this last oh, week. Oh wow! So. Now, 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 what, what do you? I'm very what active. skin and hair products do you use? Um, I a lot of oil, sesame oil on my skin, and um, the hair. I, I wear it on. It's I'm salt and pepper, so I have a lot of white mm-hmm. hair with my brown hair, and I only wash it like once a week. Keep it up in braids. And then I use lots of oils yeah. in it. My in mom, between. she's a beautician. I was raised in a beauty shop for like two decades. Uh, <laughs> coconut oil and avocado oil are my uh, favorites because they're the only oils that actually like penetrate your skin and like mm-hmm. get like in there and like moisturize it. The other oils, they basically just, you know, sit on, uh, sit on top of your hair but i do like uh jamaican black uh castor oil it grows your hair too it's a good you know moisture lock-in yeah i think people use too many lotions and they forget that our body produces oil you know put oil back in not not lotion yeah i (laughs) i actually made uh a uh, master oil and it will grow your hair like crazy because I'm trying to grow uh, get my hair long enough to get dreads or locks and right. uh, you know I was taking like liquid biotin and like collagen and it was growing hair in places I didn't even know hair could grow I was like really 
my eyebrows, <laughs> you know, so I had to stop taking that. And I uh, researched uh, the different oils that are good for your hair. And there's uh, Jamaican black castor oil, avocado oil, uh, and coconut oil. And I put some peppermint in there, oil in there for uh, t the uh, stimulation, you know, the tingling. And mm -hmm. like my hair has been like almost growing overnight, almost like I was like, I need to trademark it. <laughs> no, you probably yeah. should. Sounds definitely, like it. Definitely. Um, so what's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Uh, I like being my own boss. I like being able to wear what I want and be who I am at work. That's nice. Um, nobody, you know, and, and I'm, I'm a different kind of character. So that's kind yeah. of nice. Um, I, I like the money. I, you know, I, I'm not going to be dishonest and say I don't like earning my own money and making my own money and knowing where it comes from. Yeah. Um, you know, it's different than when I, you know, I've worked in the corporate market, I've worked for other people. And so my own satisfaction, but then with great response, you know, there's great responsibility with that because I'm also now responsible for other people's income. True, true. Yeah. So, and honestly, honestly, you know, I feel like I, being an entrepreneur is actually harder than getting a nine to five. Like sometimes, you know, I look and I'm like, well, I had, you know, more free time when I was working, you know, when I was working for FedEx, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's definitely, uh, people think, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to be my own boss. It's easier. I find it, and I don't know if it's because I'm just starting out, but to me, it's way harder. No, it's harder. My My own son has decided he wants to go work for a computer company. He wants days off. Yeah. That's what he told me. Yeah, because you don't have it like <laughs> each day. Even when you're supposed to be off, like each day is like dedicated to, oh, okay, how can I grow the business or how can I make the business better? How can I get more eyes on it? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. I it's 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 seven days a week and it, you know, again, if you love what you do, you don't work a day. Yeah. Definitely, because it's it's like your it's like your kid. Yeah, having kids is tough, but you know you love it and it's worth it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely, definitely. And if somebody listening wanted to contact you, how would they get in touch with you? Best best way to contact us uh, is through the website b3dallas.com. Mm -hmm. Well. That would that's the best way. There's there's phone numbers there, the office numbers there, um, and then email addresses is there. Okay, that's awesome. Well, thanks for giving me you know thirty minutes of your time. I really enjoyed uh, talking to you. I learned a lot myself. You know. <laughs> well, I, I I hope I I hope I shared some knowledge. You definitely did. You definitely did. And you know I, I'll probably be hitting you up pretty soon because you know. Christmas is coming, you know, hopefully, you know, I don't think Santa Claus can catch COVID, you know, I think he's ma too magical for that. So, <laughs> oh, you know, we, we deal with sickness every year. This is no different than any other virus that we've dealt with in years past. We use the same protocol of uh, hand sanitizing between kids, 
and uh, the Santa Clauses know to wash their hands, no getting right up in anybody's faces. So we're making a few adjustments this year with social distancing and moving more events outside, not doing them indoors. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to have a great season. Yeah, yeah. And Claus has like a red velvet mask himself. I don't know. <laughs> You know, I, I, <laughs> I've i talked to my guys about that, and they're like, not covering up the money right. <laughs> Santa's face is what the kids are expecting Oh, yeah, to see. that beard. And the look on their face when they try to pull it off, and it's real, like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> really. Right. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Again, thanks for giving me your time, and Thank can't you. wait to talk again. All right, you have you a too. beautiful Bye. day.